0: working there we go happy friday for those that are joining us live for those that are joining any day of the week thanks so much for being here we have been living in this world of narrative for a while i want to close out a little bit today move on to the next thing next week as we prepare ourselves for passover regardless of your level of celebration The lessons are still lessons. The science of spirituality, it applies to everybody. But I want to sort of end sort of this narrative conversation with, I think, some of the lessons that these meta-narratives teach us. I think if you look at the different narratives that we see in our history there are different lessons that continuously repeat themselves. And even if those lessons weren't clear to you in your specific life, they seem to emerge from, you know, various stories. And one of those key narratives that I think is so critical for us is the idea of timeline. Many times in our lives, we do things and we have our own version of our timeline. I did this today and I expect to get, so to speak, paid back by society tomorrow. When I uh, went through this thing, how come I didn't get what I was supposed to get? I gave her a gift. How come when it was my turn, I didn't get it back? I had been putting my life into those kids. You know how much I give my family? Do you know how much I give in the community? Do you know how much I give and pray to God? We get thrown by the timeline. You know, one of the greatest stories, the narratives of all time, I think. Is a narrative by Abraham. Abraham chose God at a time where no one else did. Abraham lived his whole life preaching monotheism. Abraham had one son after a lifetime of prayers and took him to get sacrificed for God. I mean, is there a greater guy than Abraham? And the to- the Bible, the Torah teaches something amazing. I heard this from. Rabbi Eli Mansour a decade and a half ago and I never forgot it. If you, know, if you look inside the story of Abraham, you'll see something fascinating. Right after Abraham comes down with his son Isaac, the Torah teaches us that, that just this weird out-of-place paragraph it says, avram, It was told to Abraham. Who told him? We don't know. Just it was told to Abraham. He has a brother, Nachor, who didn't follow the path, who was an idol worshiper, from what we understand. And Nachor had wives and concubines and kids. And then at the end, it says one of his kids was um, Rebecca, who ended up marrying huh. Isaac. So it seems from the story that the whole reason why they told him all this stuff was to get to Rebecca. But why do you have to tell him about the wives and the families and the kids? Rabbi Mansour says something brilliant. He said, if you can imagine being Abraham, comes down from the mountaintop and he finds his wife had died of heartbreak, thinking that he had killed his son. Here's a man who's done everything right his whole life. And in the moment where his one son was almost killed and now dealing with his wife, they whispered to him, oh, by the way, Abraham, the guy who follows idols. (laughs) Yeah. Um, In case you didn't know, he's got a phenomenal life. Like it's going great for him. Just, Just in case like you were like betting, just, you know, I know that you went with God. And you're doing everything right. And you're like, yeah. So the guy who didn't, who's the idol worshiper? Yeah, he's got a phenomenal life going. Wives, concubines, kids. Like, it's going good for him. And if you would stop the story there, you'd be like, well, that, that doesn't really work. But if you continue going, Abraham has Isaac and Jacob and the tribes and the father of monotheism. Is there an more important human being than Abraham? 90% of the entire world attribute their connection to God through him. Even when he died, the Torah says he died fully satisfied. Could someone have a greater life, and a greater end of life than Abraham? But the timeline was different. One of the great narratives that we mess up is that we think we know timeline. We think we know when it's gonna come back to us. We think we know when we'll get the fruits of our labor. And if we don't get the fruits of our labor at the time that we anticipated, we think that the fruits and the work was worthless. You see this all the time in history. Throughout the Torah for sure, years of work, Joseph sitting in jail for years and working on his faith to come out and be the basically the most powerful man in the world. David as a shepherd, largely uh, isolated from his family becoming the king of Israel. Go through history, Maccabees, the leaders of the Talmud, Time and again, people working for what they believed in. And their timeline wasn't the timeline that they thought. Look at the state of Israel. Look at the state of Israel. The work and the work and the work and the work and the work. When we think about timeline, we have to understand our narrative. And this is why... This is such a critical distinction. Because the narrative of the modern world is get it immediately. If you put on your phone and it doesn't work, you feel like it's broken. It's a second and it's not going. It's a second and the emails are not pulling up, right? you click on something and there's like that little thing and it's like, give me a second. Like, can you give me a second before I organize the entirety of all information for your fingertips? And we're like, what's up? What's up? What's wrong? We live in a world that assumes that if I do something, I get immediate response. I told you the story, right? With one of our kids. I'd have to tell you the story with Amazon. I don't remember, Andy will tell me. My wife once gave a gift to my kids. He did something. We did a like a chart in the house. If he was good, he'd get something. I think he wanted like a, a, a hat of a football team or something. So he d- does the whatever. He's a good boy. I don't know. He goes to bed on time, whatever the chart was for. He completes the chart. He sits with my wife in the dining room table. She opens up the laptop and they go to amazon.com and they buy him the hat and she buys him the hat. He gets up from the table. He walks the door, opens it and goes, where is it? Wife's like, what? She goes, like, where where is it? We just ordered it. Like, where's the guy? He's like, she's like, I don't know. He's on his way. Can you give him one day to go from, like, wherever in the world we bought this from? Like, is that how it works? Like, you click it, and, like, the next day, it's on your doorstep. Like, can you imagine? We don't even, like, have an idea. Like an idea of things like food or clothes, forget that. Forget that. Forget like a concept that food doesn't magically appear. And stores are on our doorstep. Like just forget the co- now, it's anything in the universe. If you live in certain countries. Now, if I'm on Zoom and talking to somebody, and for one second, It freezes. I'm like, what is going on over here? I don't even appreciate that. I am speaking instantaneously with seven different countries. My brain's not like, that's cool. I'm like, that's normal. It is normal for us to get frustrated when I'm on a phone call across the planet. Because the response is immediate. The narrative that gets played in our minds again and again and again and again is immediacy, immediacy. And if it's not coming immediate, it must be broken. If it doesn't work the way I'd like, I'm going to throw it out and get a new one. Immediate, immediate, now. I have to feel it now. If she doesn't work work out for me, I got to get a new one. If he doesn't work, I got to get a new one. Immediate, 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 immediate. The narrative of our society for all of its good, but let's just identify it, is immediate. And the immediacy that hangs on. I don't know, I did it. Why am I not getting the results that I thought? I'm 24. All the other people on the magazines are 24 already hit their second bill. What's wrong? I I don't understand. Everyone else, it's all, everything's moving so quickly. There must be something wrong with me. The narrative of the meta stories of history is slow, deliberate, the timeline is unknown in fact the whole meta narrative of the jewish people is the messiah and god tells us no one will know nobody knows when the messiah is coming even some of the great rabbis predicted it and you know just maybe we do have it in some way i don't know but nobody really know why because it's always this feeling of it could be today it could be tomorrow i don't know I can't control when I get a result. The narrative, the meta narrative of these stories of our lives is I don't know when the results come. And so I have to focus my attention on doing what's right, not getting the result. And that is so hard in a results-driven, immediate gratification world, which is why so many of us spend our lives so frustrated. And so many of us give up way before we should. And so many of us assume that we are less than we actually are. Because our timeline. For when I should have delivered when results should have been delivered is not aligned with God's timeline. And we don't have a narrative to tell us that. Our timeline is telling us that there's something wrong in me, in it, in them. Our timeline is telling us that whatever I thought to be true may not be true. And so I don't don't craft enough. I don't breathe enough. I don't just do what I should be doing enough because I'm expecting it. And then as a result, I don't feel satisfied enough because satisfaction comes by being focused on what is in front of us, as my rabbi from Israel told me. It's not about getting the results. It's about knowing that I did what was right in the moment that was presented to me. That is the narrative. If you can identify narratives and say, what are the narratives, the meta narratives of my, of my history, of my people? What are the narratives that I can connect them with? Ha- the, one of the key narratives is what's right right now? When Joseph ends up in Egypt, he doesn't spend his day moping. He works and cleans the house of a man named Potiphar and rises to the ranks of being the number one person. How? Because he wasn't like, when am I getting out? When am I getting out? I prayed along the way. Where is God? How come it didn't happen? Why did this happen to me for? Why does this happen to me for? It's not my fault. I didn't do this. Really? I did it. You see here, I did it. Am I going home now? I did it. My brothers are further ahead of me. They're all starting families. What do I got to do right now? got to sweep the floors. He's sitting in jail for the crime he didn't commit. What do I do right now? I got to take care of the prisoners. Moses is sitting in Midian for years. What is he doing? He's shepherding sheep. The man who's going to talk to God. The man who's going to stand on Mount Sinai is shepherding sheep. He's not like this is what I brought in my life. This is why I went to school. This is what I used in my education. All of everyone else is back in Egypt. They're all got lives, and I'm stuck as a fugitive. This is ridiculous. He's just he's just tending sheep, doing the best that he can. He's not thinking timeline. And then like this, God's like, time to go. The whole thing changes. Jews are sitting in Egypt. They're not thinking timeline. God's like, time to go, and they go. We're sitting for generations in Eastern Europe, in Europe, and the Middle East, and God's like, here's Israel. Like, what? What are you talking about? Well, we didn't. Have, we didn't have this as the timeline. We weren't like, okay, it's 1800. We're almost there. It's 1850, 1900, 1920, 1940. What are we talking about? We're just trying to keep the family together. We're trying to keep the nation together. We're just, God's like, I know. You don't know my timeline. That Man doesn't know my timeline. Not in your personal life, not in your communal life, not in your family life, and not in your your, your national life. You don't know. Stop trying to find the timeline. Stop looking at your watch. I'm not Amazon.com. This isn't Prime. This is life. This is the narrative that you need. Let me let me handle results. Trust me. When you learn to be happy in the moment, when you learn to be happy in the work, when you learn to be happy just doing what's right, you're going to live a much better life. And then you'll see the timeline come. You'll see it. You'll see the timeline. Don't worry, God says. You'll see it. I'm not going to tell you when. You'll see it. This is what I want. We're going to talk about, you know, some different stuff next week, but if there's a narrative we can take, and I'm speaking to myself, guys, and ladies and gentlemen, nobody should think Charlie's got this. Charlie's got nothing. We're all in this together. This is a conversation for the morning. This isn't a lecture. This is just friends talking. We keep on falling into the world of timeline. And it sucks out our joy. It infuses worry. It infuses frustration. We're trying to control things too much. Control the kids to make sure they end up the way we think. Control the situations. Control, control we want to contain and control results? Well, there's one thing we've learned from this pandemic is we control nothing. We do our best. And great people will always shine. And we help each other out. But we don't control it. As we enter into the weekend, into the Shabbat, Regardless of your observance. Let's try for a few minutes to change our narratives to get on Abraham's narrative. If it's good enough for Abraham, it should be good enough for us. I don't care how religious we are. Let's get on Moses' narrative. Let's get on David's narrative. Let's get on Joseph's narrative. If it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. Let's wake up in the morning, let's go through the day, one hour at a time. Let's just be happy for being where we are. Let's just be the best that we can be and do what's right, one moment at a time. And let's change the narrative of instant gratification to whenever God decides, because he knows best. If we let God handle the results, because he knows best, and we just learn to find joy in doing what's right, and being in this moment, then we're tapping into the real narrative. And if we do it once and twice and 10 times, and you know what's going to happen? It's going to be in our heads. It's going to be our narrative. By the way, it was always our narrative. We just forgot it, but we're reclaiming it. All right, everybody, looking forward to talking next week. Great weekend. Good Shabbos to Shabbat Shalom. This is the perfect time as we enter into the weekend to take a deep breath and start to realize that we can choose our narratives and change our narratives. And the narrative of Timeline is a great one to get started. All right, everybody, have an incredible weekend. Can't wait, God. can't wait with God's help to see you next week.